welcome back. I am your coach, Stephanie Poe, and my topic this week is boundaries, which is very ironic because, you know, we come to this space where, you know, people can be themselves, where we have a non-judgment zone, where nobody is perfect, and we are gathering these tools to be the best selves that we could be, and sometimes what happens is that the toolbox drops, all the tools fall out, that happened to me this week. So while, ironically, while I was preparing for this podcast, I realized that there were some holes in the way that I was setting boundaries. The one thing that I want everyone to know about boundaries is that you have to practice it. And sometimes you're going to get it right, and sometimes you're going to get it wrong. It's like any other thing that you practice. If you're a cheerleader and you're practicing cartwheels, sometimes you got that flip, sometimes you don't. But the more you do it, the better you get at it. I had my own dilemma in my personal life as well as my professional life with setting boundaries with people. And so we're just going to kind of kick it about boundaries. So first off, we're going to recap why boundaries are important. And boundaries are important because boundaries teach people how to treat you. Boundaries is a huge part of self-care. Self-care is a huge part of mental health. So on this podcast, we talk about everyday things that as it relates to self-care and mental health and how do you get better at it? How do you get better at self-care? Like a lot of times I've said this before, a lot of times when we talk about self-care, it's physical. We go get a massage or we go get our nails done or we go get a haircut or um, we read a book or, you know, we go to the park. Those are things that you do for self-care on the outside. However, self-care is included inside and outside. You don't want to do one without the other. So boundaries are put in place to teach people how to treat you. Boundaries are your yeses and your noes. Boundaries are for you. Boundaries begin with you. It always begins with you. A lot of times when people are doing things that we don't necessarily like, we have a tendency to blame it on someone else, but everything begins with you. This is where the accountability piece in the podcast comes into play. When you are setting a boundary, you don't change the behavior of the other person because that's considered control. Because the only person you have control over is yourself. So boundaries are about protecting you from other people's behaviors. And when I say, like, you can't control other people, you literally can't. And the most purest form of that is a three-year-old. You don't know when that baby is going to freak out throw a tantrum, uh, and then they do it at the oddest times. Like, you know, why you right, and my daughter threw a whole tantrum one day right in the middle of nighttime service. She disrupted the whole service. I mean, was screaming, holding on to the pews. It was just a mess. <laughs> so embarrassed. <laughs> but I'm saying, you, you try to, I've seen adults try to control other adults, and you can't. You can't even control a baby. So the only person that you have control over is yourself. So we're going to do some self-examination because that's what we're about here, self-examination. So when you're setting a boundary, you need to ask yourself some questions. Who are the habitual line crossers in your life? (laughs) 
Those are the people that you're probably going to have the most problems out of. And then what it is that bothers you, because you can't set a boundary if you don't know what your boundaries are. You can't tell people, I don't like it when you do this, if you haven't quite figured out what it is they're doing. So you have to know what your boundary is in order to set one. So in order to do that, you might somebody might be like, oh, well, I don't know what my boundaries are. So you pay attention to your body. It is a very good indicator of what is what bothers you. So if something is going on and you're feeling anxious or you have a feeling of dread, um, you feel like you're going to snap, your heart is racing, maybe your stomach is hurting every time you have to go over your, you know, your old aunt who say anything she want to say because she's 92 years old and she wanted to be talking about your weight. So you go over there and you know she's going to say something. Oh, look at you. You so cute, but you need to stay away from that cake. <laughs> that came off sparkle. <laughs> okay, then you need to know what it is that you expect out of the people in your life. How do you expect them to treat you? Another question to ask yourself is how. How have you allowed those people to treat you? How long have you allowed them to treat you that way? And why? Why have you allowed this behavior from people? So I'm going to say this. This process is going to be very uncomfortable for you and probably most likely for the person that you're setting the boundary with. This is why people are not good at setting boundaries or why they just, like, like forget it, like, I don't want to do it because it's uncomfortable. It makes you have all these feelings that they're unwanted. You don't want to feel them, like guilt. Some people don't set boundaries because they feel guilty. They feel guilty about hurting someone's feelings. So it's just easier just not to set the boundary. Or fear. People are you're, you're afraid of what people are going to say. You're afraid of conflict. Nobody wants to get into it with anyone. Rejection is another reason why people don't like to set boundaries. If I say this, then no one is going to like me. Or fear. If I keep saying this to people, I'm going to run everyone away. So I had one of those moments this weekend. There's a, a person who I needed to set a boundary with. And when I thought about it, and I, I ended up texting the person and, you know, telling them what was going on, you know, um, just saying like, hey, I don't appreciate it and I don't like it when you do A, B, and C. I will no longer be tolerating that behavior. If you continue to do that, then unfortunately I won't be able to be around you. And so I did, and and. So what you can see in that is that I didn't say, I want you to stop. I said, if you continue, because this is what I'm going to do. This is, my, this is what I have control over, what I'm going to do. I don't have any control over what you're doing. Um, and, and I sat there and I thought about it, and I was like, wow, this is like the fourth person that I've had to have this conversation with. And they were family members. Family members are the the hardest people to set boundaries with <clears throat> because more often than not, they have been doing the bad behavior for so long is habit. And so when you decide that you don't like it, it's like, wait a minute, what? 
So I had to sit down and do some self-examination of myself. And then I called someone and I talked to them about it. And I talked to my therapist about it as well. I felt like I was running people away. That's what I felt like. Another reason why would be that it's confusing to you. You don't know if if what you're feeling is is adequate. You don't know if you should feel this way. You're kind of confused, and it stirs up all these unwanted feelings. And maybe I should just say forget it. Other reasons. Now, I thought this was very interesting. As I was doing my research, what I realized when I was sitting down thinking, a lot of reasons why people don't set boundaries is because you have things that are embedded in you as a child, okay? And then you grow up with these things embedded in you, like uh, you're selfish if, if you don't share, okay? That, that would be one of them. Now, some people might not like this, but I'm, I'm going to say it. And I can only talk about my experience. I am African-American. I am black. Black families have very toxic rules that they go by. Now, I don't know if other families, I don't know if other nationalities do this, but I know what black people do. Blood is thicker than water. That's one of them. Respect your elders. That is another one. Or we start making excuses. Oh, you know how she is. Just don't pay her no attention. Or if you complain about it, I don't even know why you pay her any attention. Like it's your fault. You shouldn't pay that person any attention. And it's okay for them to disrespect you or cross a boundary with you. You just, it's your fault for not paying them any attention. Then we start making up excuses for toxic behavior. Some people have shitty parents. And I'm just going to say that because it is true. It sounds bad, but it is true. And so another thing that people will say is no matter what's going on, no matter how you're being treated is, well, that's your mother. So I should accept toxic behavior for payment for being brought into a world that I didn't ask to be in. Because that's basically what you're saying. Or this one. Well, you know, he been through a lot. You know, excuses. He's been through a lot. So, I mean, you know what he done been through. I mean, you know, you just got to give him some some leeway a little bit. And meanwhile, whoever this is, is just running the fucking muck. Oh, or this one. Well, you know, she really don't mean that. She means well. She does. She means well. It just come across a little hard sometimes. You know, that's just, just don't pay her no attention when she say that. Just don't. Don't say that. Don't say, don't pay them no attention. Okay, that's easy for you to say because no one's bothering you or you sitting there allowing whoever it is to talk about my weight. Ooh, you you didn't gained a few pounds since the last time I seen you. And if you a kid, you can't do anything about it because then you, it'll be, you'll be being disrespectful. But it's not okay. Or for someone to um, crack jokes on you. Because of whatever it is, your weight, how you look, how you dress, whatever it is. So what happened is that those things start when you're little. You start being trained to accept those things, especially from family members, when you are small. And then they've just become part of a habit. So like, oh, we always crack jokes. We always, you know. Another thing that people do is they constantly forgive people who don't apologize. 
So if I don't apologize, I don't acknowledge that I've done this to you so I could do it again. But you don't want no trouble and you love this person. Oh, they didn't mean it. They, they didn't mean it. So I'm going to say this. Some people may not like it. I'm going to say it. Family members do not get a pass to treat you shitty because you have the same bloodline. I'm going to let y'all sit with that for a minute. It's not okay, and it's not right. Another reason why people may not want to set boundaries or may have a problem setting boundaries is codependency. You put your needs low, you put everyone else's needs on top of yours because your self-worth is embedded in the constant need of affection and approval. So you're thinking like, oh, if I don't do this, then he may get mad or she may get mad and they may not love me anymore. An example of that would be this. Let's say you are getting up in the morning, you are getting ready for work, and your sister calls you and she goes, hey, I got a flat tire and I need to get to work. Can you take me to work? And you're thinking to yourself, if I take her to work, I'm going to be late. But I don't want her to be mad at me. Well, if you if if you hurry up, are you ready? I'll, I'll try to take you at the expense of your own self being late for work. And now now you're late. You dropped her off. She's fine. And now you're anxious. Now you're speeding through traffic. You run a red lights. Your blood pressure is up because you couldn't tell her no. Or maybe you should get an Uber. Another thing you need to remember when setting boundaries. Be prepared for the pushback. Some people are going to be okay with you setting a boundary. I'm going to use this as an example. My girlfriend called me yesterday. <laughs> My girlfriend called me yesterday, told me clean off. She didn't call me, she texted me, told me clean off about posting pictures that she did not look good in. And I posted it on there now. I posted the picture. In my defense, I just did not have my eyeglasses on. I did not know her eyes were closed in the picture. However, she she didn't like it. And she texted me and was like, hey, you could crop me out of the pictures. You don't have to be posting pictures because you think you look cute in the picture. And I'm sitting there looking crazy and my eyes closed. I apologized. She didn't like it. It was a mistake. She set her boundary. I heard her. Why would I get mad at her for that? It is what it is. But some people will not be that forgiving when you start setting boundaries. You need to be prepared to lose people, and you need to be prepared to walk away. Because everybody is not going to be on board with your newfound energy of not accepting things from people or putting boundaries in place or saying, hey, I don't like that. I don't want you to treat me like that anymore. Everybody is not going to be on board with that. You're going to lose some people. You're going to have to walk away from some people. You're going to get some pushback from people. You need to be prepared. The last time I set a bunch of boundaries, I ended up getting a divorce. <laughs> and I remember it was the beginning of the year. I had to talk with him and I said, hey, because I was going about the boundary wrong. I said, I'm not going to ask you to change your behavior because I what I kept asking him to do was to stop like hey would you stop why do you do this would you stop I'm not gonna ask you to change your behavior anymore from now on when you start doing a b and c 
this is how I'm going to react. And ironically enough, I told him that, and I told one of my girlfriends that we have been friends since high school. She was a habitual line crosser. That year, I divorced him and her. That was it for those relationships, but I was prepared to walk away because it had been going on for so long that I was just tired of it. And you just don't need people in your life that drain your energy like that. When you don't set boundaries up, you walk around, you are emotionally drained, you are depleted, you are anxious. Those things are not good for your mental health. You have to protect your peace. You have to protect your mental health. You have to protect your emotional self because no one else is going to do it. So people do not like boundaries, especially professional line crossers. So you may get some resistance. And I'm just going to say this. You probably will get the most resistance if you are setting boundaries with family members. So you need to know that going in. Look, boundaries are not for the weak. Only the strong shall survive. (laughs) So we're going to talk about like what it looks like when you start setting these boundaries, right? It could look like a fence. You might say, hey, I don't like it when you speak nasty to me. I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. I don't want to participate anymore. If you keep doing that, I don't think I could be around you. Oh, okay. Um, then they offended now. Yeah, I took care of you when I couldn't even take care of myself. Now, that has nothing to do with the boundary you just said. None, nothing at all. However, they're offended. In other words, how dare you tell me that I can't do A, B, and C? Because I, I took care of you. Still, just does not give you the permission to talk to me any kind of way or to disrespect me. It might look like outrage. Once you set that boundary, that person has to learn some self-control. I'll say it again. Once you set that boundary, that person is forced to learn some self-control. And they have been allowed to run amok because, oh, you know how they are. He crazy. He always been crazy all his life. You know how he is. That translates into... Uh, We've never talked to him about his behavior. We've always let him do it, and you should too. I don't think it's okay. Who will be annoyed with you. They will be resentful. And I read this, and I thought it was really interesting. People who get mad and resentful about you setting a boundary, they are upset because you are revoking a privilege they were never meant to have in the first place. Pushback. Let's talk about what that may look like. So you may set a boundary. And in my instance, I set a boundary. This happened in real time, real life, as I was studying for this. So what I realized was that I had never told this person that I didn't like the behavior because it had been going on since I was a kid. And so it was just something that happened. So the last time it happened, what I realized was that I didn't like it. Um, I didn't want to answer the phone for that person when they called. I got very anxious anytime I had to have a conversation with them. And then it dawned on me, like, you need to set a boundary. Like, this is, you don't feel safe emotionally. That's not good. So when I expressed to this person that I didn't like those things, they started to push back. So I heard things like, well, you don't let things go. Oh, you still holding on to that? 
you so sensitive. Okay. Projection. So there was a lot of projection too. I was told that clearly I needed, that I needed to heal from some things. And while that may be true, that has nothing to do with the way that you talk to me. It has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with it. Another thing that I found very interesting is that I had a conversation with someone and what they made a comment that all families are dysfunctional. And I was very surprised at the percentage of families that fell under dysfunction. It was 70 to 80 percent. However, that's not all. That means that it was 20 or 30 percent they got it right. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you know, I was like, well, somebody has got it right. At least it's not like 90 percent. People will, when they are pushing back, they will start to point your faults out. Well, you do this and you do that and you did this. And all those things may be true. However, I don't want you to speak to me in that manner anymore. Oh, they'll say things to make you think that something is wrong with you. And then you'll start to second guess yourself. Never second guess yourself. Never do that. So we're going to do a little homework right now. So we're going to talk about what are we taking into next week? What are we leaving here? So let me think. I think that I am taking self-confidence into next week. I am finally leaving self-doubt into this week. This is, I've been struggling with this for a couple of weeks now. I'm done with it. This week I have decided that I am done with it. I had a moment. I was talking to one of my friends about it, and she was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, do you know what you've accomplished in the last three years? And I was like, what? You know, so she started running some things off, and I was like, you know, when you are going through things, you don't see them as things I've accomplished. You see them as I'm just trying to make it, like I'm trying to get through life. And that's how I took those things. So one of the things that I have to, another thing that I have to take into the next week with me is counting my wins. And I think a lot of times we're, we're, we're so busy trying to get to the next goal, we don't stop and take into account exactly what we have done like the things that you could actually be proud of and your wins, and we don't do those things. So I, that's going to wrap up this episode of Fix Yourself. And remember, it always begins with you. Bye-bye.